0: happy valentine's day everyone we hope you all had a wonderful day spent with your loved ones today we'll be talking about mental health and talking about our experiences with our own mental health within our culture so get comfortable and grab a snack and listen in on our mental health journey so let's talk about it 40 to 85% of Hmong people have experienced some kind of mental health issue compared to 20 to 26% of the general population according to research published in 2010 by the Wilder Foundation and and how that or how the Hmong community really like don't believe in mental health and how that does so much damage to the individuals or that are like those who are really affected um, in our culture or community and so talking about mental health and us as being in the Hmong community and being as like a Hmong person, what does mental health mean to us? Or how does that look like to us?
1: So, like, generally, the definition of, like, mental health would be, like, your emotional, physical, and social well-being. And so, um, how that plays into, like, our culture and how we interact with, like, our folks, right? Um, It's really important because it's how we outwardly show people, like, how we're acting, how we think, and how we feel. Mm -hmm. But in our culture, it's necessarily, like, you can't really show that part of you. Mm -hmm. It's, like, never been accepted mm-hmm. to show that part of you in our Hmong culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, um, just, like, talking about, like, mental health in, ge- in general, like, it's not just one, one problem, but there's a lot of, like, layers to mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And on the individual themselves, for example, like, for us, right, um, being as, like, a Hmong daughter, or being a Mo woman, you know, that's, like, one layer, you know, like, another is, like, uh, generational trauma,
2: mm-hmm.
0: PTSD from from the war, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, and just, like, gender norms, too, right? I think there's a lot of, like, things that come into play with our mental health and a lot of those layers that we need to tackle down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for... Y'all's mental health as, like, among women, among daughter, how has it, like, been for you guys?
2: It's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all agree that we were born into immediate, you need to live up to these expectations, Mm -hmm. and you were immediately put into work Mm -hmm. the day you're born because you are... daughter of a household Mm -hmm. right yeah like being groomed yeah yeah like i think we all know that we started out really young learning how to grow up Mm -hmm. and or like what's the word
1: be responsible
2: yeah be responsible and take responsibilities that usually adults would do you know it's like Mm -hmm. you live a childhood but at the same time you were treated and um and being groomed into being an adult and taking big responsibilities Mm -hmm. at a young age yeah and i think it's even like way before
0: that too right like way be- the expectations were already there the moment that they found out that like oh yeah it's a girl mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like obviously if it's a girl then uh, she's gonna be doing x y and z mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. you know like we already know how her future is gonna look like we already know how she's gonna be like mm-hmm. and this is how it's set they already has to be set that and, and something set in for you already yeah being as like a mom daughter
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely see it because um i know i have like two nieces right now, you know, they're so very young, they're just they're just babies, right? Mm-hmm. And like we've already I didn't realize this, but we but as a girl, I guess it's just something that I was also coerced into, but we mm-hmm. already started talking about teaching her how to wash dishes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait a minute, that's yeah. not the right thing to do. Right. Because she's just a baby, you mm-hmm. know. She's just a little kid. Mm-hmm. Just you know, like why are we talking about her taking big responsibilities, right? And even, even just like, um, even just like talking about how, um, what's the word? Can't really word it, but basically just being or having conversations about the type of wife you would be Mm -hmm. at a young age, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. It is. It Except is the really day sad. you were born you've already pretty much
0: You already told you have something have- set it's not set in goal, but like something that like already tells you that this is how your life is gonna be, this is how your future is gonna look, like you're gonna be married at this certain age.
2: Mm-hmm. you
0: already you should already have kids at this certain age. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. It is. I remember I started learning how to do dishes probably like six years old. <laughs> yeah, 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 Same. <laughs> you know, I had like a stool in front of the in front of the the fucking sink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was washing dishes with, with my little sister, who was only like four fucking years yeah. old at that time. Kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or like just when we do like events and ceremonies, mm-hmm. like you're expected, even if like you're like six years old, you're expected to like wash dishes. Yeah,
2: like put food on the
0: table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the like you're useless as fuck yeah. <laughs> like, they still expect you to like do your
2: job yeah at that age yeah that yeah. was me too yeah like oh you're gonna you're gonna need to learn this when you're older anyway so let me just teach you it now and you're just like fucking 10 years old you right know? yeah
0: i remember one time <laughs> my mom got so mad at me so i remember one time i pro- i was probably like maybe nine or ten years old and i remember when i was washing dishes because we just got done we were doing some type of, like, um, event, like, one, Mm -hmm. a spiritual event. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was just my family and I. We were, like, chilling in the living room. My brothers and them were sitting on the couch. My dad and my mom were chilling. And then it was just me in the kitchen washing dishes. And then (laughs) I was so angry (laughs) because I didn't want to do the dishes. (laughs) And it was just me. And I'm like, why do I have to do it when, like, my brothers are there? Like, I'm Confucian. So I was so mad, and so <laughs> I was washing dishes, and then my mom's strainer. I got so mad that, like, you know how, like, for the strainers, like, there, sometimes, like, there would be, like, rice stuck onto it, mm-hmm. and, like, you have to, like, shake it, mm-hmm. or, like, for the water to come out, too, Or right, and so I was, like, banging it onto, like, the side of the sink, mm-hmm. and I, but I banged it too hard because I was so angry, <laughs> and I broke it, <laughs> and my mom got so So mad at me. And then... but I was so mad. I'm like, why do I have to do this? Like, it's not even my job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just, like, those, like, small little, like, experiences. Like, memories. Mm -hmm. And it's, like... It's funny, but then, like, if you think about it, it's, like... You know, it's super fucked up. Because, like, once again, like... Hmong boys, Hmong men, like, just get to sit around.
1: you Yeah. And don't do
2: shit. Yeah. Like, my brother, he didn't... He was never told to like learn how to do the dishes until he was like seventeen, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, you know, compared to me when I started at like six, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's like it's mm-hmm. that yeah, difference, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's that very obvious like gender norm mm-hmm. placed and then like not even just like the non community, but like a lot of communities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
0: uh, yeah. I was just thinking too. I remember when I started going to youth program,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and for the first time, I didn't have to do dishes, right? And it was all the boys that had to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, of course, because, you know, they were trying to break the gender norms of, like, you know, like, because Hmong women, Hmong girls are always, like, doing dishes or, like, or, or always having to do something to clean up after Hmong men, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they changed it where, like, where they wanted to teach young boys that, like, you know, like, men... And boys can do this, too. It's mm-hmm. not just a woman's or a girl's job, you know? And so I went home, and um, and I told my sister-in-law about it. At this time, my sister-in-law, she was still living with us. And so, um, and I was telling her, like, you know, like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that, like, they did that. It, it was really cool, like, that I didn't have to do anything like that, you know? Because that really validated my feelings and my experiences, mm-hmm. you know? And, and seeing boys do that, it, like it makes me feel better <laughs> that something is changing, right? And then um, my sister-in-law was like, well, you know, like, that's, in reality, like, that's not how it's going to be, you know, because when you get married, you're going to have to actually learn how to do those stuff and be and do all those things. You know, like, these men aren't going to do anything. Like, you need to do those things for them and all that stuff. And I was so invalidated by by what she said. And I'm like, but then, like, you know, like, but why does it have to be just me, you know? It's just because I'm going to get married and be that, that perfect sister-in-law, you know, trying to take care of this fucking family when I can't even fucking take care of myself. Like, mm-hmm. the fuck, yeah. you know? But I was, like, very invalidated, right? And and I'm just, like, thinking about, like, the, these, like, experiences that we experience to an adult and, like, how much we—what's the word— suppress like the amount of like emotions we suppress ourselves and we don't allow ourselves to feel these things and to like finally be able to like process these things and even if like you're an adult like for me example i'm still uh, i'm an adult and i'm like processing these things and i'm like uh, how does healing even look like like how do you still feel angry from from then to now or like if it's not being angry then what what type of emotion should I feel because I've been so numb or I've I've like conditioned myself to numb myself from like not feeling those emotions anymore, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I think that like that's like the biggest like struggle. Yeah. I think a big factor to that is I think I've mentioned this a lot before in the previous podcast that we've talked about, but the there's so little change in our culture right that it's like whenever we bring a problem up it it won't go anywhere mm-hmm. or it'll be very small change mm-hmm. otherwise everything else is like barely impacted mm-hmm. and it was a really big part of as to why it's so hard to heal from these things and mm-hmm. it's so hard to like be happy right right yeah but also with like our elders you know they've grown up mm-hmm. they've been groomed themselves and it's just that overlapping of that grooming right, over and right. over you know my mom's been groomed my grandma's mm-hmm, been groomed mm-hmm. and it just goes on for generations right. and generations yeah. right mm-hmm. you know like my grandma she's she she basically is like you i think this goes to the two, like all of our grandmas where mm-hmm. they do everything for the man right, right right and you see that yeah and then they tell you that you need to do everything for the man because mm-hmm. they did everything for the man right. and that's what they learned yes. from their mothers yeah. right yeah yeah
0: i remember my grandma so my dad and i of course you all know that my dad and i don't have a good relationship And i remember mm-hmm. my uh my grandma and i so i was driving her back home because we want to go do something and then she was talking to me because i wasn't on talking terms with my dad and she was talking to me i think she was trying to comfort me but then not really <laughs> so she was like telling me that like you know like you must be really sad because you know like your dad say all these things to you and do all these things to you and that really hurt your feelings you know like I can definitely relate to you because you know at a young age you know my dad also like did that to me too you know said really hurtful things and all, and all those things but then at, at the end of the day you know like we still gotta do things for them you know we still gotta listen to them because they're always right at the end of the day and, and then so I was like Stop Boy, talking. stop talking! Stop you're, talking! You're You're not. You're not. You're yeah, I think she was trying to comfort me, but then like it all like took a twist, yeah. and I'm like, I I understand where you're coming from, yeah. you know, but then like, if you have nothing better to say, just don't say it. Yeah. But it really shows, right? Like like you said, it really shows that like this is like a constant spiral mm-hmm. from generation to mm-hmm. generation, and Love. like. It's a trauma it's a it's a trauma with home mm-hmm. women, or woman in general
2: mm-hmm. and, um, oh yeah, you know, and this this ties to like our mental health, right because mm-hmm. these things have affected us mm-hmm. so hard, mm-hmm. and so when we open about, hey, we're suffering because of these ideals and expectations mm-hmm. you have of me, it's like why mm-hmm. they question why you would you ever be sad? About being a woman, kind of kind of thing, right? right. It's like it's very they like it's very invalidating of your feelings, and it's like you should be the ideal person. Mm -hmm. So why are you sad? Right, right, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I think a lot about like um, because I remember when I was a youth and I attended youth programming, and these are the things we learn, right? To to undo these things that oppress us, right, Mm -hmm. and um, and systems, right. systems that oppress us and um the more i was learning i start to question patriarchy right Mm -hmm. i started question why 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 do we do these things why do we have these things why are these like a a, like why are these like normal Mm -hmm. right when it shouldn't be normal um and and i started to question it and i started to challenge it right and of course and that's what happened right between me and my dad when i challenged him right (laughs) and um The fuck was I saying?
2: <laughs> Challenging patriarchy. Yeah. You no, know, like I get it. Like mm-hmm. people will see you as like like especially for me, people will see me as like a good daughter because mm-hmm. I don't do shit mm-hmm. and I like, you know, am quote unquote a goody two shoes mm-hmm. daughter who doesn't go out and, you know, hole right. around and you know, I clean and I cook and do all the basic things and it's like if I were ever to come out that hey I actually am very depressed because of these things that's like Mm -hmm. why you're so perfect already yeah, kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's like you don't get it Mm -hmm. like these are the things that make me sad and these are the things that I have struggled to what's the word But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you were told as a young age to be this perfect daughter, and you grow up, and you're like, "Oh, I've taught you all these things, and you, you do so well into already like being a wife. Why are you sad? It's like a burden. Yeah, yeah.
0: And like, why do you have to carry that burden when like you don't want to fit in that perfect mold that they had created for you? Yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. It's like, bitch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I was saying, yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) remember. I remember. I was saying that like I started to challenge my dad, right? I started to challenge and question patriarchy and to the point where people thought that I was rebelling.
2: Mm -hmm. Right?
0: And like when you think about rebelling, you think about people who do drugs and shit, right? (laughs) And people I don't know, right? And so like people were just saying that I was rebelling and I was a really bad daughter for like challenging my dad, right? But then it's like, what's the problem? Yeah. What are you afraid of? I have nothing to lose because my whole entire life I had nothing but myself, <laughs> right? And so, um, and I think it's like how people portray you too when mm-hmm. you when you question and when you challenge patriarchy, when you challenge the men in your life, people think that like instantly think that, oh yeah, she's bad. Yeah, she's not gonna she's not gonna be a perfect daughter. Don't talk to her or whatever, right? And I think a lot about like how much damage that also does to the individual too, mm-hmm. and like it's like, but like I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad girl. Yeah, I'm just fighting for my fucking life. Yeah, you know, because every day I'm living on the edge of the fucking cliff. You know, <laughs> and like really, how sad that is. And yeah, yeah. and I think a lot about like murder suicides, right? I- especially in the Hmong community. And, like, yeah. whenever shit like that happens, like, I'm always, like, really down in the deep, like, dump, right? Because, like, I get really sad because when I think about that, and it hits me, right, like, reality, my reality as a Hmong woman, no matter, like, how how much we challenge it, it also has to take our Hmong brothers to do something about it, too, because they're the ones who created this mess, right? Mm-hmm. And, again, right, our reality is that, mom no men won't do shit. They will sit back and let their brother do what they got to do. Right? Yeah. And 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 not only that, not only like the killing, right? But it's the aftermath as well. No one none of the families want to do anything because one she was a bad wife. Two, she wasn't listening. Three, she's either cheating or doing something that's why she deserved it. Yeah. Like that's not it. And like when when no women like this they die, Oh, when they get murdered, and like no one wants to take on her funeral. Yeah, they don't want it, anything to do with the like the the expenses. They don't want to like take her on like as you know one of their people, and so it's it's super messed up. Yeah, it's super messed up, and it's really really sad. Yeah. And, like, and it, it makes me think a lot about, like, that could be me, you know? Like, that that could be me, and no one would want to do anything. And the only ones who will want to support me are my home sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And those who aren't even, like, immediate family. And really, like, how sad that is. Mm-hmm. And that shit, like, fucks you up.
1: <laughs> I was gonna speak upon, like, how like those expectations are so much pressure Mm -hmm. on a lot of people Mm -hmm. um like for me i i was like processing everything you guys were saying Mm -hmm. right (laughs) i finally had something like Mm -hmm. oh now i now i know what to say Mm -hmm. so uh i always have like my mom's voice in the back of my head like because of i lived with her right Mm -hmm. she was grooming me to be the best wife Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, like, I still feel like everything that I do for my my family, for my significant other, and then for my girls, too. Like, I feel like, like, we were literally just talking about how I was, like, cleaning Sen's house. And, like, <laughs> and it was just kind of, like, me. Like, oh, shit. Like, I really am, like, groomed to that point where mm-hmm. I just don't even notice it, mm-hmm. you know. um, So... I always think back to like how it gives me a lot of anxiety on how what I do Mm -hmm. and I always feeling like not good enough no matter how hard I try Mm -hmm. because in the reality of a lot of Hmong women no matter how good of a wife you are you're still going to be getting like that shit talk Mm -hmm. even after death Mm -hmm. you know Um, relating to your your murder suicide case Mm -hmm. you know No matter what she did, X, Y, and Z, it was still never enough. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. And so um, it really affects my mental health, you know. Mm -hmm. I overthink a lot, and I always have doubts about myself and my ability to do things. And so, yeah, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, when you are constantly being told, like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And then, oh, this is not good enough for us. You know, mm-hmm. you'd redo it again. And so I, I just remember this one incident. It was a really small incident. And it was like, I was with my girls. We were at my grandma's house. And I had to make like, what's Like, you know, a spicy pepper paste or a spicy sauce for like dipping meat in. And I had came back living with my dad. And so my mom, like it was like my mom's side. Came back and I forgot like a few things. And my mom yelled at me like, "Did living with your dad just make you like forget everything?" You know? Mm-hmm. Like are you stupid? Like that's not how you make like what's all things like that. Mm-hmm. And like it just kind of like triggered me mm-hmm. because I knew like I had anxiety coming back to my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thinking like, "Oh, she's going to like say something because I know I'm not going to do something right." Mm-hmm. And she did. And so I cried mm-hmm. <laughs> while making goat sauce. Still. Yeah. I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think that there's so much, like, built up, like, worrying thoughts of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to do good enough. Oh, I'm, like, I have to do all these things so I can get, like, a little smidge of, like, oh, yay, like, you did it. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When that shouldn't be my, my only value in who I am seeking that validation from my mother seeking that validation from the folks I'm making food with and things like that Mm -hmm. so yeah um those words like just because they're words it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt you know um words affect your mental health greatly Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially with how you grew up and how you were treated as a child Mm -hmm. and so uh I think about that a lot um about how those words like affected me and now how like I am now Mm -hmm. I no longer like take shit from like the men in my family but when it comes to like the women in my family it's like I empathize because that's how they grew up and that's how they were they were always going to be but it's also like I don't know how to combat that Mm -hmm. you know because they are a woman like me and i know that they understand how i feel but it always gets invalidated because of our culture Mm -hmm. because oh this is how it's always been
2: yeah bless you (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and so a lot of women probably are not able to have that voice to speak mm-hmm. out and to speak upon things like this because it's always been suppressed it's always been like shut your mouth and know your place yeah. type of vibe
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I, I get you i think like the most challenging part about this is that the people, the Hmong Women um, that we're surrounded by are the people that we seek validation from the most, right? Yeah. Because they we we all go through the same shit, we all understand, right? And but then like it, it hurts so much when these women still uphold patriarchy, right? Because that's all yeah. they know and that's all they've ever learned mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And so definitely that is a big struggle. Like how do you how do you still support a Hmong woman in your life? that still upholds patriarchy and does a lot of things that hurt you, right? I think that's, like, one of the biggest struggles and, like, you're not alone in this and, that like, even outside of us, like, there's a lot of, like, women out there that go through that, too. Like, they don't know how to interact with their moms mm-hmm. because that this is the relationship that they have that was created mm-hmm. and, and it hurts them. But, you know, it's okay to, like, distance yourself from, you know... Mm-hmm. a woman too when you feel like it it hurts too much and you it's very invalidating you because like you said right like this is all they ever know and that they all ever learned and it's okay to make space between the two yeah because just because at the end of the day they're like your mom like that's like some shitty shitty saying but then like it doesn't matter even if, like, at the, at the end of the day, they're your mom. Like, if they hurt you, they hurt you. Because at the end of the day, you're both still human beings. You yeah. know how to think and you know how to feel. Like, that should not define... That relationship should not define you how you want to interact with this person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely, like, a lot of people can relate with that. And it's really hard and it's still a struggle. Like, on, an ongoing struggle.
2: Yeah. I think. They- talking about like relationship with your parents I remember I used to um I first like opened up about like a bit of my mental health Mm -hmm. towards my parents and like my family Mm -hmm. and um it used to be like really bad before like we used to have like I used to have a really bad relationship with my parents Mm -hmm. when I was younger like during middle school but I remember when I first like opened up about like my mental health they were confused because it's like you live under a roof and you know you're fed Mm -hmm. and everything and like you seem to be perfectly normal, you know, you have a bed to live in, you know, we feed you food every day, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to school, come back, you know, have Mm -hmm. a roof under your head, why are you sad, Mm -hmm. right? And that shows, like, how invalidating that is as well Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. as a person, because we obviously are human, we have our own individual mindsets and our own individual lives and the things that we think about ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, they don't think that we have a fucking mind of our own, Mm -hmm. just because we have parents that Mm -hmm. we should be grateful for, right? right?
1: right. Yeah. I think that really ties into, like, what they experienced in war. So you know how they had to run? Mm -hmm. Run, they had to sleep in the jungle, they had to sleep uh, in concrete houses, in bamboo houses, and so there's always, like, this really toxic saying in our culture, like, you know, at least you have a roof over your head, because we had to go x y and z in in thailand Mm -hmm. you know in in laos and so just be grateful Mm -hmm. but it's like why are you gonna invalidate my feelings with your experience because this is something that i've never experienced before Mm -hmm. you know i'm like i'm sorry that you had to go through that but we're in a new age Mm -hmm. we're in a new whole new generation and we have our own different set of problems Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that there's that automatic um judgment of like Mm -hmm. you're taking everything for granted Mm -hmm. everything that we've given you and you should feel bad for it
2: Mm
1: yeah and i think that's really fucking wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like i like for me like i acknowledge and i respect your experience living in the jungle right Mm -hmm. but now that's not the case Mm -hmm. now you live in america now you have a job you know you sleep in a nice bed and it's like i don't I don't know how that correlates with me, mm-hmm. you know. Just because you experience that doesn't mean that like you should push it down and shove it down my throat mm-hmm. to cater to you for everything. Yeah. Just because you experience that. Yeah.
2: It's like we should feel bad for ourselves because they've gone through worse kind of right. thing. It's like no, no.
0: That's like really like toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is
2: really toxic. Yeah. I also wanted to mention religion. And how religion plays also a really big part. As to why mental health is so um, not talked about. Because if on a, on a more like religious level. When we talk about how you know we're like really sad. Or like we have breakdowns. Right? It's kind of mostly considered as you have something wrong with you mm-hmm. religiously mm-hmm. and we can fix that religiously mm-hmm. kind of situation. And um, I remember I went through that a lot because mm-hmm. I was like super, super sad. And... Gonna fuck uh, crack. Some it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they just... It will never they just would never understand that um i'm not fucking sad because there is demons around me that are haunting me that are making me sad you know mm-hmm. and you can't fucking fix it by tying a string on me mm-hmm. and hoping that it'll go away you know right. you're hoping that it'll go away forever mm-hmm. kind of thing it obviously didn't work because it kept coming back. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but, yeah. I think in a lot of situations when they see in a community when people are depressed, the first thing to do is to uh, try to like fix your spirit mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot of the times it, it just doesn't work that way in Mm -hmm. more ways you need like like help Mm -hmm. not religiously but like actual therapeutic help Mm -hmm. right yeah no i get that too like when i was going through a lot of shit with my dad
0: like i guess like my my spirit my plea it was very sad right i didn't fucking know but like some child lady was like Oh hey, you need a string tied around you because you're fucking sad. I'm like, oh shit, really? <laughs> <All right. laughs> but like, it's like if you really think about it, it's more than it's more than the spiritual piece of it. You know, it's yeah. more than the oning or whatever yeah. that's string tied around you, right? It's it's the the damage that's already been done by the person who had hurt you, mm-hmm. and like, how do you process that? How do you heal from that how do you even like feel that you know (laughs) like i didn't even know that i was feeling sad inside but like i know that overall like i'm sad but like but then again like i've become numb to it that i can't feel these things but really like that shows how much fucking help I needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) outside of the spiritual piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a string is not going to help my feelings, um, the the pain that I feel, the anger that I feel. Like, that's not going to fix anything, you know? That's just fixing the spiritual piece of me. Mm -hmm. Not the me outside. (laughs) Because I still feel, I still think, you know?
2: I think that's the biggest stigma of talking about mental health is that they think you will always need religious help rather than, like um what's the word rather than like actual physical needs and like help you know like going to therapy Mm -hmm. or you know just being able to fucking talk to someone about what's been going on your in your life right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like um I mean, I don't think my dad is going to do anything about it, but when I told him that I was going to therapy, it was like his reaction was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just telling him, you know, I don't want to be depressed and I don't want to be anxious and I don't want all these things to be crumbling down and that's the reason why I'm going to therapy, you
2: -hmm. know?
1: But he still insisted, like, oh, like, are you going to fucking blow up on me? Are you going to go fucking crazy on me one day? And I just looked at him and I was like, no. I just wanted to tell you that I'm going to therapy. Because I thought that it would be good to at least tell you. Because I thought you would understand. But parent, I can't fucking tell you shit, you know? Yeah. With this type of reaction that you're having. And um, spiritually, he's not, you know, shaman. He uh, he doesn't believe in shamanism, so he wasn't going to do anything about it. He just told me to meditate, you know. And I think that's, yeah, thank you for your advice. But these are reasons why I don't talk to you,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know. It's giving me even bigger reason why. Because he would tell me, like, after he said all those hurtful shit, you know, you can always talk to me. No. And I was like, no the fuck I can't. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, you will never be able to understand, you know, what goes on, even no matter how much you try to open up to me, you know. Because he, he knows that I understand that I fully listen to him and I don't fucking judge him for, you know, having all these things and going through his head, right? But he always does for me. Um and it's really fucked up Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because there's always that sense of like not feeling safe when you come back home not being able to tell someone how you really feel when you come back home in your Hmong household Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because all they're going to do is judge you and try to give you advice Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when all you really need is just someone to listen Mm -hmm. and that's what therapy is Mm -hmm. you know just need someone to listen to you Mm -hmm. yeah I was also going to add another thing uh, for our like religion, Mm -hmm. so it's not only like mentally but also like physically, right? Mm -hmm. So I have eczema (laughs) Mm -hmm. and everyone, like my eczema was really bad. It was spreading from my legs, my belly, my arms um, to my back. And so I was just like covered with sores and dry patches, mm-hmm. and like I would be itchy all over the place. And they would claim, you know, like, "Oh, my spirit doesn't like my name."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had a total of like f- four name changes mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life.
0: This is spiritually.
1: Yeah, this mm-hmm. is spiritually. Yeah, yeah. My legal name is still my legal name <laughs> since birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, like, spiritually, they would think, like, oh, like, the reason why your eczema is so bad is because of your spirit not liking your name. And so we have to change it so it can have, like, it can feel better about itself and you can heal, right, physically. And I'm like, as a kid, I never understood Mm -hmm. because, like, I just didn't know, like, what the fuck all this spiritual shit meant. But then as I got older, I was like, no. (laughs)
2: Mm, It does not work that way.
1: It doesn't work that way. It's just, like, my body my immune system more in specific just fights against like moisture Mm -hmm. you know and that's why i get itchy and that's why it's like just a really bad reaction to water Mm -hmm. you know without getting moisturized very fast and um i think that a lot of mong people still hold on to that how like it can change you physically and it can change you mentally Mm -hmm. when in reality just like you need to go to the hospital you know or you need therapy or you need to just get like help, you know.
2: So yeah. Yeah. That's really true. I can say my own in my own experience, um, I think y'all know that my brother has autism. Mm-hmm. And um for a long time my parents would never believe that he had autism and it was just like a religious aspect in which he needed his name changed, right? So mm-hmm. he had like a shit ch- ton of like name changes and like, you know,
1: obviously,
2: <laughs> and then finally, when they were able to accept that you know it's not a religious reason, and that it's like a like um a disorder, mm-hmm. they finally were able to accept that you know it's just really stupid. In which in ways, which people believe that a lot of times religion is the problem, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that also needs to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that. In our Hmong community, religion is a very big part of our
1: identity. Identity, right. and
2: um, it also goes along with like our elders and believing in that too, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it grows with us, right? Yeah.
1: And I think that the way that we, because like using religion is like the way we cope with like mental health, with mm-hmm. physical health, mm-hmm. and like most aspects of our life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then, like, what are other like ways that a lot of Mong people have coped with their mental health?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know for a fact that a lot of Mong men they cope by being alcoholics, mm-hmm. by drinking alcohol, by using substance abuse mm-hmm. because they're not allowed to talk about their feelings and what goes on in their head. Yeah, right. yeah. and for a lot of women. We just fucking endure. <laughs> yeah. We, yes. we literally endure. We don't. I don't know a lot of Hmong women who hit their kids, but a lot of most, most cases, Hmong men hit their kids yeah. in, mm-hmm. in fits of anger, in fits of rage because of something that happened at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not fucking okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the women, we carpamentalize. Everything. We internalize mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that goes on. Yeah. But in reality, you just need to fucking talk about it.
2: Mm-hmm. But that's the hardest part about talking about mental health, right? Is to talk about it. Because we're told to never talk about it. You know, we're told that it's not like a natural thing. Because, you know, in our community... There's no such thing as you being depressed, what? <laughs> you know, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, that makes me think a lot about, like, um, myself. When uh, my sister-in-law, I was talking to my sister-in-law about, like, shit that was going on with my family, right? And, like, and we would, like, process things that's already happened to me, right? And, and she brought up, like my brother always had a fucking issue (laughs) with me uh and the way how like I do things or how I act and all that shit right but my sister-in-law was telling me that she talked to him like she was like hey you know like your sister might be depressed because you know like all the things that your dad is doing to her saying to her like I think that affects her a lot and I think she's probably depressed and my sister-in-law told me that and I'm like hmm i never thought that i was depressed (laughs) you know but it was probably depression you know that i was going through all these things and i was feeling that way and that was probably what it is to really like name it right to pinpoint it and that really shows like right like mental health like we, we we know it we think about it but we don't have certain words to pinpoint it because no one's no one has ever taught us what mental health is or how it looks like or like or if you're feeling this way, oh yeah, that's how that's what it is, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well hope it opened his fucking eyes. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he treats you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean definitely it did. Like right? maybe it stopped, maybe <laughs> stopped acting like a fucking bitch, but
1: all your fucking brothers, bro.
2: Uh, Give them yeah. a
1: fucking wake up call. Yeah, that's fucking cunts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can say like definitely like my brothers. A few of my brothers are better. So,
2: well, we all know that they've <laughs> yeah. gone through right, their right. own struggles, you know, with you know, seeking that mm-hmm. father figure in their life yeah. and all that shit. <laughs> but, but it's not, not even about them. It. It's, it's yeah, it's you not like even a about bitch. That. Right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah
1: and you know it's not okay
0: yeah no, I know I know it's okay, not okay yes. <laughs> but also like I don't have the emotional capacity to like <laughs> K- eh, whatever <laughs> you know so she doesn't need to care about them. <laughs> yeah
2: she doesn't need to care about her brothers. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but even like the emotional capacity that I can like th- that I have like that even like plays a lot of about like my mental health like I think like really like boundaries right
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the way how that affects my mental health and it's like I suck at, like, drawing boundaries or drawing the line of, like, hey, like... That's not okay. Yeah, what you're saying is not okay or what you're doing is not okay. I'm not okay with that. Or, like, just telling them, like, hey, like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Or, hey, I don't want to do that because I want time for myself. Yeah. Like, and even those, like, little things, you know, affect me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was thinking a lot about like the spiritual piece um I was thinking a lot about like how exhausting it is to I feel like I'm like processing it and I'm like okay yeah, like that 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 did do a lot of like not a lot of damage, but I think it exhausted me my mental health like I literally was going crazy to the point where like I could not fucking sleep, you know, <laughs> but I think a lot about like the spiritual piece of like you know like. Knowing that my dad and I don't have a good relationship and that, like, I don't want to fucking see him. I don't want to dream about him. But guess what? Every single time I fucking dream, I don't dream. But when I do dream, I only dream about my parents. And when I do dream about my parents, it's usually about my dad. Mm -hmm. And, like, that shit's, like, exhausting, you know? Like, I think that, like, I don't want to see you because, you know, like, I'm trying to feel all these emotions that I've suppressed myself. And now I'm seeing you as if, like, you acting like everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, I don't want to see you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, again, I always talk about this, about, like, how, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, more women still always, like, get the short end of the stick. Yeah. And we still, like, it, who, who is always still there at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. women, right? Mm-hmm. When they need us. Here I am, still feeding my dad. <laughs> <laughs> because no one wants to go feed her. <laughs> yeah. But also because I feel bad, right? I feel bad, but it's also part of like, um, being a woman, right? Which fucking sucks. That just sucks, and it's like fucking sad. It's really sad to like really. if you think about it. We still do these things out of our way because you know we still feel sad. We still feel. Like, we're still fucking humans, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Just makes me think a lot about, like, myself, my reality. Again, like, it always fucking hits me. I forget. Not that I forget, but it's at the back of my mind. But then, like, when it happens, and I'm like, oh, fuck. All this shit is happening again. This is my fucking reality. Mm -hmm. This is why. This is why I'm always stuck in this position. I am always feeling this way. Because you know, what, what I really wanted most was, you know, for someone to validate me, and to, like, to save me, right, like, but, but, you know, people always tell me, like, um, you can't, you can't depend on your brothers, you know, at the end of the day, you can only save yourself, but it's, like, but then, like, you know, my grandma's there, like, right, like, she's a mom woman, too, like, all I needed her, even, like, the littlest, like, hope, like, I just needed her to say, like, it's okay, you know, yeah. like, and all that shit, right? Or even, mm-hmm. like, one woman in my life. But, like, again, you know, as we were talking earlier, like, sometimes one woman can be the ones who hurt you the most. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. That's why I moved out of my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. My grandma cried. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I don't got time for this. <laughs> this is for me and my mental health. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Speaking about that, too, it's like when I moved out of my grandma's house, right? I just moved recently uh, with (laughs) Nuni and we live in the best life. Um, (laughs) I I was like really realizing a lot of things, you know, Um, the words behind my grandma's words and their meaning, you know. She always expected me to cater to all the men in the house Mm -hmm. and always have that expectation to hey like i need you to do this but then i'm like so busy with like school you know i i I didn't understand like why she couldn't ask like my brother or Mm -hmm. like my dad or Mm -hmm. my uncle who also lives with me and they're functioning Mm -hmm. to do it Mm um and a lot of hurtful words too like Oh, why are you watching your phone while you wash your dishes? Like, that's not what a good wife does. I was, like, processing a lot of things. I could have said this in the moments that you guys were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know that? But, um, yeah. I I was just, like, thinking about it now. And it's really fucking sad that the Hmong women do always, like, hurt us the most. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like their words... ...matter the most because they're, like, our role models.
2: hmm
1: You know? And that's how we are. hmm It makes me really fucking sad. hmm That... ...no matter what, like, my grandma will always be like that. Even if I try to, like, talk to her about it... ...and try to change her mind, it won't change. hmm Um... Another specific thing was, like... ...my little cousin... She's 13, and she was already expected to take care of four kids, you know, Mm -hmm. meaning like our other cousins, our little cousins, right? Right. She was sleeping over, and my grandma was, like, yelling at me, like, at 5 a.m. in the morning to wake up so we can make food for the whole family for Christmas, and so I woke up, and I did it, you know. But I – before I came upstairs – I had to take a fucking shower, you know? Mm -hmm. And she still yelled at me, like, why are you taking a shower? Like, you don't, we don't have fucking time for that. And I was like, let me take care of myself. Mm
2: -hmm,
1: You know? Like, let me fucking take care of what I need to do first before I go upstairs and, like, take care of everyone. Mm -hmm. You know? And I get it. Like, my grandma has always done it alone. Mm -hmm. And, like, I do feel bad that she's always been alone because she is the only woman in the house Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. It makes me so aggravated that, no one else puts forth that effort, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I always had a sense of, like, guilt leaving Mm -hmm. the household because, once again, I am leaving, like, my grandma to do everything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: No matter how much I yell at my dad or yell at my brother to, like, help clean up, to help buy meals, Mm -hmm. you know? For my grandparents, like, I don't know why. My dad also, like, told me, he's like, yeah, I went grocery shopping with grandma yesterday. Um, we bought like two hundred dollars worth of stuff. And I just looked at him. And I was like gonna say like, Yeah, as you should. <laughs> yeah, but then like, I was you like, want
0: me to praise you? you like want me you only give me like a pat on the back? You yeah. want me to give you a golden star? Like, good job. <laughs> you re- you received a golden star <laughs> Like
2: the fuck? No. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I was like, You should have already been doing that in the first place. Right. You know, without me having to tell you, because, like, slowly things started to change as as I, like, lived there, because I would, like, criticize them, you know, like, why isn't this being done, Mm -hmm. you know, like, obviously you see that this is an issue, why don't you guys do it before, like, it becomes even a bigger issue, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, it's fucking common sense when you look around your house, you know. Oh, there's no fucking food in the fridge. You're so hungry. Then go fucking buy food. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not going to magically appear. Mm-hmm. And don't let my grandma just do cook every fucking meal for you guys. Are you guys not self-sufficient mm-hmm. and, like, independent that you can't do it yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, my grandma is, like, 80 plus years old. And she's still trying to do things for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, still cleaning up after your messes. Mm-hmm. It's like... I know that it takes a toll on my grandma because my homegirl, she don't sleep. hmm You know? She literally doesn't sleep until everyone is asleep.
2: hmm
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it. it's like that, I know that in that mental health, she has to take pills in order to go to bed. hmm Because it gets bad. And then she can also get, like, night terrors at night mm-hmm. without taking the medicine. Mm-hmm. And so it really, truly speaks on, like, we don't really care about, like, your your woman's or mom woman's mental health
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: like, what they go through. Yeah. Because if they did, then they would have changed.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: nothing has changed.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I was just reminded that, like, um, when my dad had passed and, you know, my, of course, my grandma was hit. hardest right because that's what her one and only son and yeah yada 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 but (laughs) (laughs) not saying that like you know whatever but (laughs) um but my grandma was like really like sad right and um to the point where she was like always crying and like every second of the day and yeah. Uh, <laughs> just causing trouble for everyone. And also, like, you know, but I get it, right? She's fucking sad. She doesn't know how to process it. She doesn't know where to throw this, this sadness, this anger, this pain, right? And and so that's why, like, she, she puts this on people, right? And making them feel bad or needing that comfort from others to be validated that her one and only son is dead, right? And she needed to be validated that, like, how it feels as a mother to lose son mm-hmm. when you know of course that's saying that like how sad it is to see one of your own kids go before you right yeah yeah get it <laughs> but uh um, yeah and I think it was just so bad to the point where like um my workplace we started thinking about therapy for older folks right and and I remember my co-worker talking to me about it like hey like how do you think how would you feel uh have your grandma be a part of right because you know obviously you're the granddaughter and your family and because you work with us so i wanted to just have your input on it and you know and so your grandma would be comfortable in having we're wondering if you can be in the space right but of course like i'm like no like i don't want to be in the same space as her if she's going through therapy right because that could greatly affect the space that she's in and the way how she may want to tell you all things right um, and also because, like, for my own mental health, too. Like, that that's 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 a lot on me. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I know that, like, that hurt me and that may invalidate me, right? And because we're family. So, like, <laughs> you know, but I was thinking, but, like, that that's a really great, like, a really good thing, though, right? So for us to have, like, something like this, like, therapy for our, um, for my grandma or just, like, elders in general because elders are the ones who are, like, they don't need anything, right, because they're old, right, or thinking that they don't have, like, a mental health to deal with, right, but, like, they're also human, too, you know?
2: But, yeah, I thought about that, and, like, that's still, like, that's something that we still need more. Yeah, maybe gay for my grandma, too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) uh, She... Like like what you said, she doesn't know how to deal with her own traumas and her mm-hmm. own sadness, so she projects it onto other people, mm-hmm. and she makes them feel bad mm-hmm. for not caring about her. Right, anything. right. She self-pities mm-hmm. herself, things like that. I totally yeah. get what you mean. Yeah. You know, my grandma's fucking crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I I feel sad for her too sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she is someone who I know will never change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she's been supporting the patriarchy like in right. her entire life right. you know she's never gonna change from that she's never gonna understand mm-hmm. other aspects and perspectives of women and other girls and young girls mm-hmm. and um that's why I will like never respect her kind of thing because mm-hmm. she would just never be a support system for me right yeah right. yeah definitely yeah.
1: <laughs> also, too, I think that a lot of elders won't want to go to therapy because of the stigma behind talking about their problems like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and how it makes them feel. Because, like Nuni said, you know, we were grown up to never talk about anything like that, mm-hmm. sensitive like that. Right. and so like who knows if they're it's going to be helpful for them to be able to open up about these certain situations that happen to them well
0: i don't think it's not like about like it's it won't be helpful i think it's it will be i think it's like introducing them not introducing but like talking to them and allowing them to undo these things and mm-hmm. telling them that it's okay right because their whole entire life like people has been telling them they're like no you shouldn't be feeling that way or like you know, like people always say like, Oh yeah, like you feel sad, like don't cry too much, you know, but you or like you shouldn't be crying, but like something's fucking going on, so you're feeling all these emotions, mm-hmm. right? Like they're telling you to cry but to not but to also not cry, like the fuck do you want me to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like people have been telling them that their whole entire lives and like you know, like my grandma really like wanted to do therapy. Oh, she did? She did. That's and good. she really wanted to, but it's because like she needed an outlet, right? She needed to talk to someone she needed someone to understand her she needed just someone to listen right and i think like that's what especially my women, been needing their whole entire lives right Is someone to just fucking listen but yeah. no one listens right because they're always the one
2: listening i also want to talk about reputation
0: that too i was thinking about that too <laughs> and like a lot about like it when when elders they don't think about mental health they don't want to go through therapy right because they're afraid of what others may be thinking of them. They're like, oh, yeah, they're crazy. Or, oh, yeah, like, yeah, she's needing help, so that's why she's going to that, you know,
2: yeah.
0: and all, all that shit, right? Being being the talk of the town. It's like
2: you're degraded for right. seeking help. Right, Yeah,
0: Or, like, something's wrong with you. Yeah, Why is she going to therapy? Why are they going to therapy when, like, you know, oh, they can don't, just do one name?
2: Don't be her friend because she will also mm-hmm. put it onto you. Right, right, situation. right.
0: Yeah, definitely that. Let- plays a really big role in our elders
1: too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's big why I was really like old-fashioned. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like, I don't know how many elders would be able, wanting to go to therapy like mm-hmm. that because of their reputation. You it's know, like, you yeah,
2: yeah. i think about it. My grandma would never do this. <laughs> She'd be like, "Who do you think I am?" <laughs> yeah, my,
1: gra- like, my grandma of, like my grandma too. They're
2: they're pride and eagle. Yeah, oh. it's
0: fucking because high. My grandma's
2: very prideful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I think it's like for my grandma. I think like she's saw it that she needed help and that's why like she seeked for it mm. and also because like you know of course like she goes to elders programming and so they like, talk to her about like hey like there's we have this open for you are you interested in it you mm-hmm. know? and yeah i think it's just like you know for some people like who are more stubborn like won't take it because <laughs> i don't know but I, think, I guess like for some folks who feel like they're they have nothing to lose <laughs> so <laughs> they'll take it mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, both of my grandmas, they're so, like, fucking hard-headed. Like, even my grandma, you know when when y'all started sending her food? Uh She was like, I don't want to eat their food. And I was Uh like, Grandma, it's just free fucking food. Just, like, fucking keeping your fucking house and use the vegetables when you need to fucking eat. Because, Uh you know, when I leave, who's going to fucking take you grocery shopping? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I know no one in this house really does things like that for you. Mm -hmm. So, just take It (laughs) and so it's like slowly trying to open her up to talking to a community because, like, for them, they've been so in solitude and silence with their own like family and their own stuff that they don't want to talk to anyone about it, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's, I I already know how they're like, and so I hope one day she can go to therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of things that need to be talked about, Mm -hmm. but um. I think it's really good that your grandma wanted that, and Mm -hmm. your grandma needed that and sought out for it. Yeah. that's a big change.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, like, opens my eyes, you know, like, damn, like, maybe these elders can change. Yeah. Because most of the time, you already know, like, they can't change. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I mean, I was really proud of her. I'm like, Grandma, okay. I see you. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh, Wanting a little change, I see you.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's more of, like, a progressive thinking way of thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, instead of just, like, sticking it through, like, tra- tra- the traditional ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I also think a lot about, like, how, like, how... Um, we don't have a lot of resources too for more people,
2: mm-hmm. um, true.
0: especially like therapy, right? Like, of course we want someone to understand our own experiences, right? For example, like for me, like I went to therapy. I had a white woman, <laughs> and I literally like told her like shit that was going on, and then like I went through it, and I'm like, mm, I don't think this helped me because one, she's a white woman, and two, like she. I, I felt like I just had to like relive my trauma with someone who didn't understand what it's like to be a home daughter like yeah. I understand that she knows what it's like to be a woman but like not a PLC right yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so that was really hard um so yeah it's very limited for for um our community mm-hmm. especially in a, in a small town that we're living in too
1: yeah I actually go to the same therapist that Son went to go see. <laughs> like, she's my therapist now. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, because we're two different people, so of course it'll be different with our experiences and how we feel about the person.
1: <laughs> I think it's because, like, I... I mean, I never really grew up in a Hmong community, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I was already, like, comfortable with talking to... A random stranger about my problems about all my issues about the thoughts that i've gone through that goes through my head you know so i think it works really well for me Mm -hmm. and it's really like helped me with like my process of healing Mm -hmm. and um finding love what love is finding myself Mm -hmm. you know and just being firm with who i am and having that reassurance right or that not reassurance but like validation of like yeah you should feel the way you feel Mm -hmm. because I've always struggled with that right Mm -hmm. and so I think therapy is really good Mm -hmm. um like I told my dad like I just need someone to talk through my feelings with you know for my girls like I can always go to you guys right but I know that it can get emotionally exhausting Mm -hmm. and so that's why I'm like I need fucking therapy Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't want to tire them out but I'm paying this person to like listen
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well technically, technically. you're getting for free <laughs>
1: technically yes. uh, not
0: technically you are getting it for free <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and i'm very grateful for yeah. that because like which is nice yeah it's and like, this
0: is like the the most that we can do for our community knowing that we have limited resources
2: mm-hmm. <sighs> And i'm talking about other ways of healing um
0: I guess for, as for healing, like, healing looks very different for everyone. Yeah, as it an individual. Is. yeah. Like, you can't expect, like, everyone to go at the same pace because everyone thinks differently and processes their emotions differently from how, like, you may think how you process yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can't, I think it's very ignorant of you to think that, like, why is this person not already, like, healed already or whatever the fuck that means yeah, right yeah. but it's not about that like you know it's it's very ignorant to think like that or to have that kind of mindset
2: i can say for myself that i've definitely healed a lot from my mental issues mm-hmm. because um i talked about this with q before but it feels like it's never happened and that's how i know that i've healed from it mm-hmm. because it feels like i don't remember that i used to be so sad mm-hmm. kind of feeling mm-hmm That's really good yeah it was really good
1: yeah i think the first step of healing is kind of like for me it was just accepting the fact that these things happened Mm -hmm. and i have nothing to do i can't do anything to change that yeah you know
2: definitely the biggest thing or step to healing is accepting everything that has happened Mm mm-hmm
1: like the emotions I felt,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how it changed me and my thought process, just accepting the fact that it happened is really good. Yeah, because it's made a really big impact on us, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like with your mental health, it's kind of like circling, mm-hmm. like you're chasing your tail, going back and back and back, mm-hmm. because like those thoughts are like never ending, mm-hmm. but eventually it will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um
0: I guess like a part of healing too is um <laughs> I'm just thinking um that like when you are able to pinpoint a feeling or an emotion and you allow yourself to feel it <laughs> mm-hmm. um I think that's like a really big like action piece of your healing. Being able to pinpoint it, and yeah. be okay with it, you yeah. know, like, right? like acceptance,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not like for in that aspect it's like just not being numb to that feeling, but saying right, like right. I am sad, mm-hmm. and I am gonna allow myself to be mm-hmm. sad, mm-hmm. you know, instead of oh I need to do X Y and Z, so I'm just gonna put it on the back burner.
0: Yeah. no, huh. <laughs> You felt <laughs> that, that <that's> one. Me. <laughs> I mean, that's still me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I think like my, my healing process is like all over the place and that's and that's okay because yeah. like sometimes like wounds can open up and re- be reopened and and that's okay um yeah but I think like the hardest piece I, I always like when for work um, when we have programming like a uh, support group with um more women and um and we talked every year we talked about like what is your 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 goal for the new year right my goal my goal has always stayed the same last year it was healing two years ago it was healing this year it was healing <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was that like i really thought about it i really really thought about it and, and i'm like you know like i said that i wanted to heal last year as my goal i felt like only a little bit of a percentage of it was achieved Mm -hmm. but i feel like every year something always gotta happen something bad always gotta fucking happen (laughs) you know um but now like now this year it's it feels different right for me like i what has always hindered me was my dad right but now that my dad's not here so like i feel like i have so much so much freedom that I don't know what to do with this and I don't know how to process it. And, like, so then how does healing really, really look like for me this year? Um, That's a big struggle. <laughs> but knowing that, I think that itself already is already healing, right? Like, knowing that, like, I, I already feel so at peace. Like, knowing that I have all this freedom, like, I feel like nothing is hindering me from wanting to feel good about myself, to not have to worry about, like, other or knowing that you know this person is gonna i don't know hurt me and my my you know this, this pain that i've been feeling for very long right i mean it doesn't mean that i've like fully healed from like you know past traumas and shit right but and i think that's also a really big thing too is like how how do i how do i knowing that i can't reopen these emotions i felt for like years ago like how do i still allow myself to feel that anger or is it even anger right i'm i don't feel angry maybe when i talk about certain things i i I get angry but i'm not constantly angry all the time i don't have angry dreams anymore right i used to have angry dreams all the time and i don't i don't have that anymore uh i don't feel as sad as i used to anymore all the time like i think like that that's like progress
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: <laughs> but yeah but i think there's like certain times that i feel so uncertain about where i'm at in life where i'm at with myself you know but yeah but i just think that it's because i just have so much so much time now to really center myself
2: huh, I, I get what you mean. yeah i was kind of like that too but not in like in your dad's situation yeah so yeah <laughs> but like in a situation where in my whole life, there was always been chaos and sadness. Mm-hmm. So when I finally was able to be free from that, I was scared because I didn't know what to do with my life Mm-mm. because there was no chaos in my life. Right, right, like, right. There's no one to, there's no feeling of like, not, not just sadness, but it's like, it's not there anymore and I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Mm-hmm. I I know that like anxiety feeling of, yeah. oh, now what do I do? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think it might, it might just be like, my own experience but for me Mm -hmm. i think the best experience was for me in terms of like moving on from that or processing that aspect of my life where there was so much chaos in it Mm -hmm. and moving on from it into what do i do with it now Mm -hmm. is to really just um think think back on it and and just how do i word this so it sounds so it makes sense um think about it for a really long time Mm -hmm. It kind of just like, oh, well, hey, like acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. These things happened, but these things are in the past now, mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm like past that point too.
2: Yeah, I that's think I'm good. just kind
0: of like, what do I do? <laughs> and, yeah. And
2: then just move on. Yeah. I the- yeah.
0: I think like there's still like a part of me too that still feels like I'm so numb and i think like mm, that's like horrible <laughs> and the way how i cope with things <laughs> uh, it's not the greatest either because i don't think i don't process it just stays there and i know that's so bad
2: it but is bad it's, like because there there will be a time in your life where you will have to challenge it again right, right?
0: it's like but like you're like so numb. Like how do you like reopen up that 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 box of mm-hmm. emotions
2: but it's not like I want to either. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I had to force it. Mm. I had to force myself to to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think there's like times that like I notice that I'm like numb, like okay. even like with just movies when people are like oh my god it's so sad you know and i watch it i'm like um this is sad (laughs) and i'm like oh shit like it's me like again numbing myself like this is when i know that like i'm doing this shit to myself (laughs) yeah but yeah i think it's it's hard
2: It is. but i don't want you to come to a point where you have to like ignore your emotions right and ignore that you feel these certain ways, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's pretty
2: bad. I mean, if you ever want <laughs> to talk about it, you, you know, you have us too. You know, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm like, i like, always. It's, it's up to it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, for some, I know for some people, when like people come to me in a in a way of like asking for help, kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's either. You, you can wait as long as you want. Like I can be patient with you for as long as, like, you want me to be patient, right? You know, like, and, and like you know, always telling them until you're comfortable kind of situation, mm-hmm. right? But in a lot of situations, I feel like people need to be forced mm-hmm. to be, um, uh, to be open. Mm-hmm. It's up to you, though. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I
0: mean, I'm just, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, uh, not I think, I know that like it's just it's just really hard i think like growing up independent and like trying to figure shit on my own you know i think like it's just like a thing that i've been doing for a very long time but it's also like how how do i also like undo that and allow myself to like like hey it's fucking okay to like talk to people when you fucking need it like <laughs> but i think it's just like really undoing that piece of me because like, i've been doing things alone since day one
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm
0: yeah but also I like I know that there's a piece of me that's also okay mm-hmm. like I feel at peace I'm content mm-hmm. I'm content to where I'm at I'm content with what I do <laughs> a piece of my life I'm okay I'm very I feel I feel very a lot more happy than I was before I could say like than I was like a year ago right <laughs> and I always think a lot about like because my coworker, like the one who I'm really close with my mentor she was like you know like i feel like now that we can joke around with you compared to like you know like um compared to like a few months ago you know i'm like oh shit <laughs> i didn't know it was that bad <laughs> <laughs> but this is progress <laughs> hey, y'all can uh joke around with me now <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah healing is fucking weird
2: it is uh, oh, it's like you're thinking super hard. <laughs> I
1: am. <laughs> so I was just thinking about how, like, the way you guys are. I, it's really different for me, mm-hmm. you know. And it's okay because we're different people. Um, I'm more of, like, I... You guys know, like, my emotions. I put my heart on my sleeve,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know. But I also think that I mask a lot. And I always pretend I'm happy.
2: Mm-hmm. And I always
1: try to improve people's moods and just ignore mine Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah yeah and i feel that i empathize a lot with people because that's the way i feel Mm -hmm. but i don't want to show people how i feel Mm -hmm. because i'm scared to be vulnerable to them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i know that there is like this one time i felt like this like the shaman looked at me and then saw everything like, that was going through. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got scared. <laughs> I got scared because I was like, I don't want you to know everything that, like, I've been thinking about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, whenever I go through something very emotional, you know, I obviously tell the girls. I'm open to talking about it. Um, but when it comes to, like, other folks... Like my mom, like my dad, my co-workers at work, it's like they kind of see like this other face that seems like, oh yeah, I'm all put together and I'm okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I know that I'm broken,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, I'm still going through like that process of it's okay to be flawed and it's okay to Show people how you truly feel mm-hmm. without being scared of like getting judged. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's a lot of things to process. Well, that concludes today's
1: episode. If this was too much to take in or too triggering, we hope that you, are, you were all able to take a step out and to take care of yourselves. Uh, if you haven't, please do so. Um, but in this episode, we hope that y'all were able to resonate with us uh, about your mental health and our mental health, um, and also relating to the issues with mental health in our community or as an individual. We hope that y'all were able to take something away from this episode as well. Whether it be a thought or a feeling, we hope you were able to take it with you outside of this podcast. Please continue to take care of yourselves outside the podcast because healing is so important for your own mental health. Whatever healing looks like for you because you get to decide how that looks for you. But thank you so much for joining us in today's episode. Don't forget to like, follow, and share with all your friends and family. Come join us next week in our next episode. We'll be talking about spooky stories and superstitions in our home culture. Make sure y'all don't miss out if y'all want to feel a little spooked. Bye. Bye!